the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 940 Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Steak and Sandra, thanks so much for being with us on a Tuesday morning. A lot to get to. Raheem Morris, the press conference, my exchange with Raheem that um, caused a little bit of reaction. It was a reaction, and we'll tell you about that <laughs> coming up. Let's do a quick college uh, take with a tailgate. Do we want to play the open? Just want to talk. It's oh. time to tailgate. No. Oh. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. I don't know if y'all are listening to the podcast, The Players Lounge, with Aaron Murray and all the players from Georgia. It is excellent. If you're just driving around and want something to listen to, it's A+. Well, he had Carson Beck on. Great take of just really kind of what drives us in life. Maybe it's just sometimes about I was having a lot of fun. I think the biggest thing for me was kind of looking back at the season and realizing like how much fun I had. I hadn't gotten to play in so long, you know, to be able to have the opportunity to go out and play the game I love again. Um, I mean, you never know what's going to happen if you, you know, do leave and you do make that decision to go to the draft and do all those things. And when I like, like I said, when I look back at the season, I had so much fun. I was like, I, I mean, what, what, what do I have to lose? You know, mm-hmm. come back and, you know, do it all over again. Yeah. So. Isn't it that true? Just like sometimes, isn't that just it? Oh, and I have an NIL deal in a Lamborghini. Well, yeah, that, that, that also. Listen, it. I've said it for years as we get older, and I'm a man in his 50s, um, and Sandra, you can relate as well. Like your high school years, Rusty mm-hmm. talks about winning that championship at Rome, the, the people and relationships. Like, you know, it's great that you have this um, this deal up the street with um, basketball. The kids that go right into the academy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. With uh, what? Why am I not getting the name? Oh, overtime elite, overtime right? Overtime elite. And that's fun, and that's sexy, and but there's no real competition. It's not like playing Parkview. Uh, playing Brookwood, you know, when Jeff Francoeur is growing up or, or when Roswell or when, you know, Mill Creek is in a – like, those are your high school teammates. These are your college teammates. Sometimes these will be, when you're Best 60 times. and 70, yeah. the greatest times of your life. And I think the more people are reminded of that, like, it doesn't get any better than living in Athens and hosting Tennessee on your campus and, you know – uh, 95,000 people there, and you come out of the tunnel as the, you know, the biggest deal on campus and then go whooping their butt. like I'm you just going to go pull in and have a dinner at Chuck's in my Lamborghini. I'm not kidding. On Twitter, he ha- Dude, he's standing. Shout, shout out to Carson Beck. That's what Beck. he's driving? Uh, Carson Beck just got a Lamborghini Urus Performante. I'm not saying it right, obviously. Yeah, this was last night. Yeah, no, okay. So now there's a lot of reasons to yeah. stay in college. You know what else is fun? Dude, this is Driving just a Lamborghini. Insane. All right, quickly, uh, Bill O'Brien, offensive coordinator, Ohio State University. For how long? Rumors are reports out of the Boston Herald that Bill O'Brien is a front runner with details yeah. to follow to be the head coach of Boston College. They're working on the contract, see if they can come to a uh, decision. They lost their head coach to Green Bay. That's right, right? defensive coordinator. Um, yeah. Jeff uh, Hatley, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, that's fine. I mean, I don't know how you're ever going to win at Boston College. I was thinking the same thing. I don't know how you have it. You don't have enough enough NIL money. You don't have enough support. Uh, If Billy wants to take that job, he's from Boston, and uh, he loves that area, so maybe that has something to do with it, and that is the tailgate. 
So the Raheem Morris press conference yesterday, probably three or four times as many people that were at the Arthur Smith firing press conference, which was with Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, which was a dour, dark evening over there at the Arthur Blank Foundation. This was, you know, over at the stadium in the uh, press area where they do the post-game conversations Mm -hmm. anyway. And Raheem Morris, first thing he said, came out there and looked at everybody and goes, what's everybody's problem? Why y'all look like that? Why you give me that? You so know, stressed. why you give me? Why you look so stressed out? Right? <laughs> why you give me that kind of stare? Day Day, you were right in the front row, right? Yeah. So were you giving him? Uh, were you giving? Were you, were you eyeballing him or something? No, 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 not an eyeball. Just wanted to show that. Listen, I am here to take whatever you have to say very seriously. So just wanted to be. Uh, you wanted to be a journalist. Journalist. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So at some point, I ask the question. You want me to talk about why I asked it? Or, well, or? there was a little uproar from folks going, why do you keep bringing up 28-3? Which, you know, that was on the internet yesterday. Big time. Barstool has to drop it. They showed the, the meme of Tom se- Brady. Seven-year anniversary? Seven-year, mm-hmm. Yesterday. I don't keep bringing it up at all. Raheem Morris was on the sideline for the seminal moment in the history of the Atlanta Falcons franchise. Okay? I would argue it might be the seminal moment in the history of Atlanta sports, okay? It defines our personality. It defines the Falcon fans. If you don't understand what the trauma of that day and how it has shaped the Falcons fans, then you're coming into a city that that you're naive to, and he's not naive to it. He was on the sideline. And my point is, you know, you don't say you can't ever mention wide right in Buffalo. You know, Georgia, second and 26, guess why we don't talk about it? Because they won a title three years later, mm-hmm. and it exercised that moment. In Boston, the Red Sox fans were defined by 86 years and Bill Buckner. That defined them, okay? The Atlanta Falcons are defined by 28-3. to three. And in my eyes, the anniversary, bring it up, I don't even know, like, what. my point is, how unbelievable would it be to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons winning a Lombardi trophy after having to be on that sideline. And do you understand what that would mean to this city? That was my point. I, I totally got it, and I liked, I liked the question. I just thought you should have let him finish. Oh, he was wow. trying to. Wow. So, I'm wondering how much appreciation you have for the, for the pain of that moment and how it shaped some of the Falcon fans. And have you allowed yourself to think about for yourself and the fans of Atlanta and the folks that have been through what, what that was, uh, what it would be like to kind of uh, bring it all back home and you be a part of that and what it would mean for this community. You won the award for best dress, by the way. You got it. <laughs> I'll tell you this. It is a part of coming home, right? That 2016 loss, it, it stings as, as, as bad as anyone I've ever had. Actually, the worst I've ever had. I was glad he corrected On a stinging that, yeah. momentum, right? And to be able to come back here and get some, some real cool redemption, right? I want to watch Arthur Blank, work done, some of these guys hold up that trophy. Do you, think, would, yeah, do you think you have you a... Let me finish. Oh, sorry. You're going to ask a question before I get finished. <laughs> that was a I'm pause. That was a dramatic really, pause. I'm trying to give you these real <laughs> yeah, here we dramatic go. pauses. <laughs> yes. And you just don't want to buy in. <laughs> but... That moment for us and our fans. So and that is such an organic, real moment 
for both of you. Yeah. It's hilarious. By the way, I asked him the question to get that dr- uh, dramatic. Right, right. I wanted him to say. He was That's thoughtful. why I asked it. He was thoughtful. Now, again, I had another thought about the roster, and I, I was like, is he done? Because thanks for Bo, who was there also. I, th- I thought he was done. He was just getting himself, you know, like, listen, any great communicator, orator, they use dramatic pause. They use up and down, you know, uh, cadence. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was doing. But, you know, I have ADHD. That that little. That was a uh, moment. Th- that yeah. two seconds there, right? I tell my friends when I take a breath, you better get in or else you're not going to have a lot to say. <laughs> Day Day, were you worried for me in that scenario or are you. I mean, what were you thinking with that? Uh, in all honesty, man, like, how could you not laugh at the I moment? You know what I'm saying? It was, it was classic <laughs> stuff, bro. Every time I'm at a press conference, we get some kind of a storyline, right? Oh, it's that, so like, great. Either Arthur chastising me years ago, I'm going to tell you for the fourth time, right? Fifth when, or sixth time. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. So, so listen. Good I, job. That I, was a good job, and I thought it was a great question. And, and I wanted him to give us that. I was thinking soundbite. Tell us that your dream is to be standing on the field and and handing the Lombardi Trophy to Arthur Blank and exercising the demons, which will never be exercised in this city until we win a Super Bowl. Just like in Buffalo, why I was pulling for the Bills so hard this year, like they've been through it. Four straight Super Bowl losses, um, the wide right, the 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 pain of being a, a – and, and, and every fan base has their moments – but the Falcons now own the all-timer. I agree. And 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 you have to, you know, I, sometimes I do get asked by coaches when they come to town if I grab a coffee with them or something. Said, you need to understand our city. You need to understand how we're built here. Like, you, they may say 7 million, you know, 6 million transplants. That is what I love about Raheem. When he kept bringing up, it feels like home. Yeah. Um, he does know what it feels like. He has been through it. He knows what six losing – seasons feels like he you know the other part that jumped out at me is what this envy he kept saying for Les Snead and Sean McVay and watching that development and their relationship and how it was just this rhythm he called it those two had a rhythm and I just thought that's a great way to put it so then if you're watching he and Terry Fontenot yesterday taking the photos and the FaceTimes and you know, chemistry, you cannot create it. You cannot create good chemistry and trust between somebody. It has to be organic. So what I'm hoping and praying is that Sean McVay and, excuse me, um, Terry Fontenot and Raheem can be- become that. Yeah. Listen, you had it with Mike Smith and Thomas Dimitrov, but so much is predicated on winning, right? I thought Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov were the pair. Right. Kind of like-minded, yeah. kind of younger guys. They they would complete each other's sentences. They were completely right. and, were on the and same and page. And all of it works. Until it un- didn't. Un- until you're not winning. Right. You know, yeah. I just had this conversation with, with a guy very close to the Falcons who said, listen, Arthur Blank is the most philanthropic owner maybe in the entire National Football League. The amount of money he gives away, the amount of commitment he's made to the community. Arthur Blank wants to win with all that stuff doesn't matter to the fans. What And it's great that we have that owner because a lot of NFL owners don't do any of that stuff. But all that matters to the fan is Ws. Everything around the business of professional football is defined by wins. There's no way around it. You don't keep great chemistry around and, and you know, unless you're winning. 
and great chemistry with Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov went away when both of them were scrambling at the end because you were losing. You're losing. That's right. And then, you know. You're, and those contracts came up and the bad signings. I mean, it was You know, Arthur ugly. says Julio's going to be a Falcon for life. And Devontae that, Freeman, that one was even before Julio. The yeah, bad terrible contract. contract. And, then, and then you're saddled with Matt Ryan. Um, which is just a reality. Matt Ryan had to be paid. That was the going rate, right. but it was going to be 20% of your entire payroll. And then you're like, well, when I see Dan Quinn and I see Thomas, I think about 28 to 3, and now and we're losing, and now I see these contracts, and now guess what? That chemistry it's doesn't over. matter. It's, over. it's like you and I know. We've been to enough of these, Sandra. That was wonderful yesterday. I love that Raheem Morris is going to make it fun for us in the media. I told Carl Dukes and Mike Bell, I went in to see them after the press conference. I was like, dude, you guys are so lucky. You're going to get 20 weeks of that Wednesday sit-down at Flowery Branch, and those interviews are going to be awesome. But at the end of the day, none of it matters. If you don't go find a quarterback that can win, if Kyle Pitts truly is a bust where you took him and you, you know, you're not going to get what you, what you need out of him, if you can't Find a pass rusher, like please God, right? I mean, yes. then none of it matters. So you got this. You got this incredibly engaging personality. I, you know, I was on the Raheem bandwagon weeks ago, saying that's probably the guy they're going to need to hire because, you know, he's not Bill Belichick, but he's coached before, and I think all of it looks good. But, like, you got to have the players. Got to have the players. You got to have Joey Bosa. You got to have Christian McCaffrey. You got to have Debo Samuel. You got to have Travis Kelsey. You got to have Pat Mahomes, right? I did like the part yesterday where he was asked about the, or, or I guess he volunteered about the assistants that worked under Arthur that like, wanted to stay, right. wanted to, to work with Raheem. I think I, that's a real good sign. You didn't see an exit stage left out of Flowery Branch for those folks. No, they wanted to. Uh, mm-hmm. They wanted to see if Raheem Morris was going to get the job. I loved it when he goes, just call me. Come on now, yeah. Terry, call me. Yeah. Arthur, it's not hard. I'm just ready. call me. Yeah, he knew. I love that he said, uh, Bijan and Drake, like, let's go. You know, he, I love how people stupid. are like, he didn't mention Kyle Pitts. He didn't mention Chris Lindstrom. He di- okay. All right. Whatever. Yeah, that's the other thing. People First look. of all, Matt Ryan, what he said yesterday. All right, we're going to play that when we come back. It's very exciting to watch Matt Ryan on that big old set in front of the Bellagio. There Did you is. see any of it? Woo! I saw what you sent us. We're going to play Matt yeah. Ryan. I'd love to hear from the fans. A lot of things we've been kicking around, including my asking the question about 28. Do you really believe that our city is defined a little bit? Now, again, we get Georgia and the Braves, so we're not defined by that loss, but it's the seminal moment in sports in our city. Uh, how do you feel about Raheem yesterday? Where are you as a Falcons fan? 404-726-0929. I'll get you on and off quick. 404-726-0929. We'll hear from Matt Ryan as well. Fastest two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 929 The Game. 